Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For season two, I'm focusing on energy and things that positively increase our energy. The heliotropic effect states that all living systems are inclined toward or attracted to that which is life-giving. So I'm inviting guests who provide this positive life-giving energy for me. My guest today is Ron Eggert. I got acquainted with Ron through my husband. They knew each other when they worked for the radio station KSND in Newport, Oregon. Ron is a carpenter, a doting grandfather, and a writer. You'll get to hear from Ron in a minute. The first thing that has brightened my day is Stanley Tucci's book, Taste, My Life Through Food. Of course, I was aware of Stanley's work as an actor, Big Night, Lovely Bones, Julie and Julia, but I wasn't aware of his love of cooking and food, most especially Italian food. Manja! The book is informative, fun, and has some excellent recipes. As I was reading his book, I squirreled a couple of times. The first was I rewatched Big Night and saw some of the subtleties I had missed the first time around. The food served in that final scene made more sense to me this time and made my mouth water. The famous Timpano, basically pasta stuffed pizza with salami, eggs, cheese, meatballs, ragu, and more cheese. A buona. My other squirrel moment was discovering his travel and food show, Searching for Italy. Every episode is stuffed with regional specialties prepared in family kitchens and scenic restaurants alike. The first episode starts in Naples with gorgeous scenes of the Amalfi Coast. And I learned two new things. Number one, guanciale is pork cheek, not bacon. So much better. And number two, in Napoli, they have a tradition called buying suspended coffee. You order what you want, and then you buy an extra coffee for someone in need. I kind of had to laugh because right after I learned about real pizza with buffalo mozzarella and San Marzano tomatoes, there was an ad for Little Caesars. Eh. No, grazie. The second thing that brightened my day was trying my first frittata, courtesy of Stanley Tucci. Frittata serves two, five to six large eggs, three to four tablespoons of olive oil, kosher salt, a pinch of flat leaf parsley, a pinch of parmigiano reggiano, and fresh ground pepper. Beat the eggs with a fork. Coat a pan with olive oil. Pour the eggs into the pan and cook. Flip. Serve with a pinch of cheese and pepper, or as the Italians say, cacio e pepe. I made this frittata last weekend, and it was delicious. And I love saying cacio e pepe to Aria. She just looks at me. Oh, mommy. I didn't attempt the flip, but one of these days I will. 
and I'll have a mop and a roll of paper towels ready. The third thing that has brightened my day is ABBA is back. Now, before you get too excited, I have a question for you. Do you say ABBA or ABBA? There is a debate in my house. I am 100% sure it's ABBA. Wrong, 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 wrong. My husband is 100% sure it's ABBA. ABBA, ABBA, let's call the whole thing off. But not yet. (laughs) All the members of the famous Swedish rock band, they're in their 70s now, but we haven't stopped loving their music. In fact, ABBA Gold, a compilation that came out in 1992, is on the British charts more than 1,000 weeks since its release. Uh, And by the way, I have ABBA Gold and ABBA More Gold, or maybe it's More ABBA Gold. Regardless, both of the CDs are fantastic. In this new one, there's a 10-track album called Voyage. The band members won't be performing in person. Instead, avatars of the singers will be. Avatars. Get it? I can't wait. One of the songs, Just a Notion, is available in our show notes. So make sure you have a listen. And I think I just proved my point. Avatars aren't pronounced avatars. They're avatars. So I'm right. You pronounce the band ABBA. My guest today is Ron Eggert. I met Ron through my husband, Clark. They worked at KSND in Newport, Oregon many years ago and have remained friends. Ron is a longtime resident of Waldport on the Oregon coast. He is a writer, poet, doting grandfather to his grandkids, and he refers to himself as a peace gardener. He also has a great sense of humor and has shared some pretty funny stories of he and Clark's early days in radio. I'm excited to have Ron as my guest today. Welcome, Ron. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's so nice to hear your voice. It's always a pleasure to visit with you and with Clark and uh, your family. Yeah, it's exciting to have you here. I think the last time I saw you, we were having breakfast at Pig and Pancake. (laughs) I was thinking about that right before we connected on this meeting, and I loved it uh, at the end when uh, Aria got out and took my little granddaughter, Belle, who's a year younger than, than your daughter, and they marched off to the gift store together, the gift shop. Yeah. And I remember sitting there as they walked toward the gift shop and thought, this is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. They picked out those crazy mermaid dolls with really bizarre <laughs> hair. But she, Aria still has her. She loves it. I'll have to ask Isabel. I don't know. I'm sure Isabel still has it because uh, we don't we keep everything. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Before we jump into the three things that have brightened your day. You're talking about your adorable granddaughters who you get to spend a lot of time with. So I would love to know, what is the greatest thing about being a grandpa? The thing in my life that has been the best thing besides meeting my wife was my four kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love being a father. You never know. You, you wonder a lot of times when you're a parent, at least I did, am I doing the job well or am I not doing it well? And I flip a coin on any day and, you know, a 50-50 shot where I'm doing anything right or doing anything wrong. I really don't know because you don't know until, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later. But I know I was sure happy to be a father and I love being a father. And I really had no bad days with my kids. 
I've never been mad at my oldest daughter, never been mad at my youngest daughter, I've never been mad at my oldest son, and only mad at my youngest son once, <laughs> where you're like mad at him. I just, it was a wonderful thing being a dad. And the thing that's so fun about the grandchild is in addition to the love that you feel for your child, that grandchild is that, you know, multiplied, mm. you know, to have the daughter of your daughter say, Pops, I love you. That slays me every time. Thank you for sharing that about seeing your child's child. I'm sure that your grandchildren are going to value this for the rest of their life. Now it's time to ask, what are the three things that have brightened your day lately? Meeting with you here today has brightened my whole week. Oh, thank you. Um, I've had, I've, no, I, I really enjoy you. I enjoy your husband a lot. And it's fun anyway. I always like to talk and I always like being on the radio and <laughs> and TV and other things that I've done in my life. So that's one thing I've been very grateful about. I've been writing a lot, which I'm grateful about that. Others, mm. Other people may or may not be grateful about that, but I personally am. I've been piggybacking some things off of just my personal writing, and it's been very fruitful. I've been That's why I'm working on my shed, which is part of my Brighton, that part of my life, because mm. I've split it in half, and it's going to be a studio for my writing. So. Wow. I, I'm excited about that. I've been writing about that. So that's number two. Um, do you have a muse or is that because I saw the picture of your studio and it's out in nature. It's out in the trees and it's just gorgeous. Is nature your muse or where do you get your inspiration for writing? Isolation. Ah. I, I'm a uh, really vibrant introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds strange because most people, when I tell them I'm an introvert, just don't believe it. But trust me, I am. I love silence. I really love being by myself. Not that I don't like being around other people, but there's an old Mary Chapin Carpenter song that I want pens that don't run out of ink and cool, quiet where I can think. Mm. And uh, that's really what I enjoy. The shed, the studio, which half of it is a garden shed. The other half is where I'm going to sit and write, play my guitar. So I'm I'm excited about that. And Isabel gave me some hard time on Sunday. She said, you know, this place would be a lot less messy if you put a roof on it. (laughs) (laughs) Because the whole floor is covered with pine needles and stuff. And I, out of the the knowledge of a six-year-old, you know, I'm like, what a good. So I, this week, Evans, my oldest son has been helping me. We've been putting a roof. He's out working on it right now while I'm talking to you. So I sloughed off some work on him, which that brightened my day too. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, and I must say in a state like Oregon, a roof is pretty essential or you're going to have some really wet <laughs> notebooks. <laughs> well, I am. But I've really been excited about that. And I had shoulder surgery in, in July, so it kind of slowed me down. So I've kind of been twiddling my thumbs and, and trying to stay calm and keep my inner peace going to, till I can get it done. So I'm looking yeah. forward to having that done. I'm really excited about that. I'm looking forward to a few more pictures and perhaps seeing the roof. <laughs> I'm with Isabel on that <laughs> well, one. <laughs> it's being installed right now. The, the rafters are being put up as we speak. So and I can hear the, the hammers and the saws and stuff going. So oh, that's, I know he's hard at work. Oh, yeah, so that's a good sound. To. Right, right. So you don't have to. Okay, so I'm keeping score here. The blessings in life, your quiet space to write. What's the third thing that's brightened your day? I'd love to sit on my front porch. Most of my writing I've been doing on the front porch. 
I have a lung disease that there's a certain amount of time in the morning where it takes me a while to get going because of this. So I started just sitting and it would end up riding, you know, a little bit while I was sitting, waiting for my lungs to let me get up and move around. And I've written a lot of stuff over the years in radio. I've, you know, mainly it was just for my own financial benefit, commercials, mm-hmm. public service announcement, you know, promotional junk, you know, anything that I did to make a buck in the radio business, <laughs> I would write all sorts of stuff. But now I just write what I want to write. I like to write about minutia and the minute details of my life. You know, and most of the stuff that I write really encapsulates maybe a minute or two of time. I just describe what I see, a huge amount of stuff. And I have a a memory that allows me to really pull from my past. I have the ability to remember a lot of dates and names and even conversations I've had with people where I can sit down and write. Well, Lisa said this and Ron said this. And so it's real easy for me to write stuff from what I've experienced. When I look at pictures or I look at a backdrop or I look at a scene, you know, I might see Lisa here in front of me, but off to the side, I'll see three or four butterflies, you know, doing this. And Mm. and I just start typing or writing what I see. And I love to write descriptive. After the girls visit, I make notes in a little notebook the whole time they're here about something that they did that I think about tickled me or made me happy or whatever. And I make a note, just usually two or three words. Is what normally happens for me is when I'm experiencing whatever I'm ultimately going to write about, I write the dialogue in my head before I even start typing or writing with a pen or whatever. Mm. Sometimes I'll have, you know, a page or two written before I even start writing. So then I just have to type as fast as I can <laughs> to not lose any of it. That's pretty fun. I, I get real excited about writing. <laughs> I can tell, I can hear it in your voice. What I think is so cool is some people may take a picture to remember a moment. And it sounds to me like you write about it to remember a moment. And your writings are, I hope you save them because that's what your girls, your grandchildren are going to be able to read about as they get older to remember, right? They may not have the photograph, but they'll have the written word. I think that's pretty powerful. I have no skill in painting or drawing. I wish I did. Now, I I know I could develop those skills, but they just didn't naturally come to me. So to me, you know, a little word here is maybe a little additional red or some blue or this or that. Mm. And my attempt anyway is to paint a picture with my words. When you're done reading what I've written, I hope that you can kind of see what I was talking about. That's what my goal is. I, I really, at this point, I can't not write. Yeah. And I'm really feeling like I want to write about five or 10 hours a day. And I just write constantly. I've always got a piece of paper in my pocket and I'm scribbling stuff. And I'm working on a few books, four different ones, children's books that I'm going to write just because I want to write them for my grandkids. Well, I've started on three of them, but I have quite a few pages of Isabel's written. And my wife, Nancy, is going to illustrate them for me. Oh, wow. And and I'm really excited about that. And I've been really trying to get my ducks in a row. And I've been experimenting with some different writing styles and and trying different things. That is so great. So I'm totally putting you on the spot. And if you don't have anything, that's fine. But is there something that you have close to you that you've written that you'd like to read to our listeners? Oh, yeah. This is something from this past Sunday that occurred that I had a lot of fun with. Huckleberries and Happy Hearts. Sunday came and outside we went. Isabel and Rebecca love to play outside when they visit. Depending on the time of year will dictate where we go and what we do. 
Right now, the huckleberries are ripe, delicious, and free for the picking. Huckleberries are time-consuming to pick, but oh, so good to eat. Belle and Becca both love to pick and eat as many as they can. Our property has a large number of blueberries' wild cousins, and they're simple to access for both of the littles. As we're out and about, we make our way to Graham's garden. For those who don't know, when my mom, Graham's, moved on, we planted a redwood tree on her ashes and created a garden in her honor. Both Isabel and Rebecca love to play and adventure in and around Graham's garden. And this day, the huckleberries that line the paths in and around Graham's are juicy and delicious. The redwood, when planted, was three feet tall and since stretches upwards of 14 feet while the boughs easily stretch as far across. In other words, Graham's is looking great. As the girls enjoyed picking and eating while competing to see which one could find the sweetest and juiciest berries, something dominating an older sister loves to taunt little sis with. As I enjoy the unfolding of the events, I sat on the split alder tree bench that I made in the south and west of Graham's and watched the joy. Belle and Becca make their way around the garden, darting here and there. Four-year-old Becca always does her best to keep up with six-year-old Belle. Belle uses Becca's desire to do and be all things Belle. It drives Belle crazy while at the same time it gives her a huge amount of power, which she often uses to her own advantage. Sisters. It reminds me of my two sisters, and I smile. As I sit grinning and watching first Belle, followed closely by little sis, as Belle walks in front of me, she extends her delicate little arm into the branches of Graham's. She wraps her sweet little fingers lightly around a bow, and she brushes past Graham's as her hand runs towards the tip of the branch. Just as she releases in a sweet and most gentle voice, Belle speaks these words. Hi, Graham's. And Becca, once again, following closely behind Big Sis, does the same thing. As the tears of joy make their way down my cheek, I smile and think, sisters, huckleberries, happy hearts, peace in your heart, Ron. Thank you so much for reading that. Ron, we're out of time, but thank you for being a guest on my podcast today. And thank you for brightening my day. Well, thank you for brightening my life. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.